0: Welcome to Fear-Free Childbirth Podcast with Alexia Leachman, the weekly nine-month podcast to help parents-to-be look forward to their fear-free childbirth. Alexia is a pregnancy and head trash clearance coach and the author of Fear-Free Childbirth, How to Have a Stress-Free Pregnancy and a Positive Pain-Free Birth. As a mum who's had two fear-free and pain-free births, Alexia wants to share with you how she overcame her pregnancy and childbirth fears so that you can look forward to having a fear-free birth too. Over the nine-month life of this podcast, Alexia will be sharing some real-life stories from mums and dads, insights into the latest childbirth research, inspiring tales from birth professionals, and some tips and techniques for clearing your fears and stresses. If you would like to receive a free chapter from her book, then head over to fearfreechildbirth.com, where you can also sign up for her email series, How to Have a Stress-Free Pregnancy. But now, it's time for the show. Hello and welcome back to the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast. This is me, your host, Alexia
1: Leech, and Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, here we are at episode 38. So coming very, very close to the end of the first season here on the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. I certainly am. Now I'm afraid this week's is a little bit late. You can probably hear from my voice that it's not in its usual sparkly form. That's because I haven't been very well this week, and also my technology has been failing on a massive. Scale. So without a voice or technology, getting a podcast out is very, very difficult. Now on today's episode, as I mentioned last week, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about fearless birthing today. I had Lisa on the show last week who told us all about her wonderful positive birth experience. And she talked a lot about fearless birthing because she was one of the people that I sent some of my early work to. And as a result of that podcast, I have had some questions in and I thought it'd just be really good for me to kind of answer some of those questions over a podcast and also Lisa and I did end up chatting a lot after our chat and so when I spoke to her after I said hey would you be okay with me sharing some of this stuff because I think other people would like to hear it. So she's like yep no problem so that's what we've got coming today is a little bit more about fearless birthing and, and specifically why Lisa felt it was really helpful for her. So that's what's coming up today but before I start I have got quite a few hellos to say this week because I have Just received so many emails, and honestly, these emails just make me feel so happy. So please keep them coming. But first of all, hello to Paige, and Paige is due in January, and she really wants to know how to communicate with baby. She's loving the podcast, but yeah, she's got this real question about how to communicate with the baby. Well, Paige, it's really, really simple. You've just got to talk to the baby. You've just got to talk to your little one. And you don't have to always talk out loud. You can just talk in your mind because your baby is part of you. Your baby's in your body. And so even just having that intent to communicate, the baby will understand. And for me, I did it all the time. I would always sort of natter away when I'm on my own, making a cup of tea, whatever it is just always talk to baby and stroke the bump. You know, let baby know that you're, you're connecting. And sometimes feeling your bump can really help you to connect once you've got a physical connection. And also you might notice that you might notice some kicks in response or some movement, and that can really be lovely to feel. That I certainly noticed that. So all I'd like to say is just, yes, yeah, start talking to your baby and to let them know that you care about them, that you love them and that you wish all the best and that you can both do this. You're both going to work together on the day. I do talk a little bit more about how you can communicate with baby in another podcast episode. So if you want to look out for the one that's four things I want to say to you if you're due any day, which is I think about a month ago now on the podcast, then check out that podcast because I talk a lot more about how you communicate with baby in the last few weeks. And the next hello is to Gail. Gail wrote to let me know that she had a wonderful third birth. Her first two births had a couple of troubles at the second stage of and they both ended in Fontouse but her latest one was a super quick water birth and she reckons listening to the podcast just helped her to get into the right headspace so I'm sharing that with you first of all to say hello to Gail and well done on an amazing birth but also you know just listening to this podcast can really help you with your birth you know if you don't do anything else just listening to this can help you and I think that's really lovely to hear that there's a lady there that really did just do that and it really helped her and she had something else to compare it with because she had two other births that didn't go that brilliantly for her. So thank you for writing in and let me know Gail. Now my next hello is Anita. Anita is a physiotherapist in Toronto, Canada and she works a lot with postnatal women and also prenatal women and so she's recommending the podcast to all her clients but she's also pregnant too now so she's absolutely loving listening to it as well on a personal level as well. So hello Anita and I want to thank you again for the support that you're giving the podcast I know you're very active on Twitter so thank you thank you very much and finally a big hello to Katie who's a student midwife and Katie she wrote to me to tell me that she's sharing the podcast with her entire year of midwifery students because they all want to know where she's getting her facts from so she's thanked me for inspiring a future generation of midwives and I have to say wow I was completely bowled over when I received this email and the thought that I'm helping to inspire and along with all my guests at been on the show to inspire future midwives is just so lovely to know because midwives are just so crucial when it comes to the birthing moment with mums so that just makes me feel so warm and fuzzy inside so thank you katie for letting me know and um yes i i just i was completely speechless when i got that Anyway, enough of the hellos. I'm going to stop there because we have got to crack on with today's episode. So today, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking all about fearless birthing because I had a mum on last week, Lisa, who shared her positive birth story. Now, Lisa described herself as phobic when it came to childbirth and how it really hung like a cloud over her during her pregnancy, certainly the early part of the pregnancy. Now I knew Lisa from a while back because she had attended one of my training courses when I did a lot of training in reflective repatterning and she was attending, she attended one of those courses way back and she got in touch with me when she first found out that she was pregnant because she had heard of the work that I was doing in applying reflective repatterning to pregnancy and birth and all the results I was getting so that's why she got in touch but unfortunately she got in touch with me just around the time of my own second birth. So I was a little bit distracted, I have to say. But what I did do was I sent her some of my fearless birthing meditations that I created to help women clear some of the common birthing fears that I was coming across because I'm the kind of person that hates to repeat things and do things more than once. So when I have clients coming to me with the same fears time and time again, I just think, you know what, I'm going to record this. And if they come to me wanting help with that, I'll just send them the recording. And that means we can work on stuff that's more unique to them. So that's why I had these birthing meditations. And I also used them on me. This is the stuff that I tested on myself at the beginning when I was clearing my own fears, you know, when other stuff wasn't working for me. This is what worked for me. So I was really happy to share the stuff that I'd come up with. Now, during our chat last week, she did talk a lot about the meditations or the audios or whatever, you know, she wasn't quite sure what to call them. And so, and after the chat, we did end up talking a little bit more about all this because I, I was a bit curious. I wanted to ask her a few more questions because I hadn't really spoken to her since well, for ages, you know, all this happened over email and I sent them to her and and that was it. So to speak to her, I was, I was very curious as well. So this is what we did. We ended up chatting a little bit more about it. And so what I'm going to be doing today is just including in today's episode, some of the snippets of that chat. So you can hear me asking her some other questions and just hearing what she says, because essentially when I'm talking about these fearless birthing meditations, it's actually, whether it's a meditation or whether it's you clearing it on yourself directly, or whether it's you hiring somebody like me or another pregnancy coach to work on this stuff with you, the result is the same whether or not you have that one-to-one attention, whether you listen to an audio or whether you do it to yourself. And so it's really about encouraging you to sit down and take the time to identify your fears and to clear them. So first of all, let's just go back to the beginning. What is fearless birthing? Um, And so I've given it the name fearless birthing. And for me, it's a new approach to birth birth preparation that just blends a number of techniques. But at its core, it uses a derivative of reflective repatterning, which is a technique from the field of energy psychology. Now, I've I'm a coach and so I'm trained in a number of techniques. I'm trained in neuro-linguistic programming, in thought field therapy, um, so NLP and TFT. Um, and so, and, and many others actually, I could, you know, there's, there's lots of tools I draw on to work with in my clients. So I've brought a lot of those together and blended them to create fearless birthing. But essentially at the core, it is this derivative of reflective repatterning. And um, in terms of other techniques that are also in the field of energy psychology, um, includes things like thought field therapy and emotional freedom techniques, so TFT and EFT, which are both known as tapping techniques. So that's their other techniques that are also in the same field of work. And the reason that they're in the same field is they work with the energy meridian system. And that's what makes them an energy psychology technique. So the entire focus of my approach really is to just Clear fears. That's all it's about because that's all I cared about. I just wanted to clear my fears and I knew if I could clear my fears, I was going to be okay. So that is why it's completely focused around clearing birthing fears so that you are no longer distracted by these troubling mental and emotional thoughts in the lead up to birth and during birth. And this means that you can remain present and mindful and importantly, completely in your birthing zone and connected to your body and your baby. And what's really important about this bit is that that means that if things go off plan, then you've got the kind of emotional preparation in place, which means you're more resilient, which means you're able to respond calmly and flexibly to what happens on the day. And this increases the chances of you actually feeling positive positively about your birth, even if it doesn 't go to plan, even if things go off plan, and even if things take a turn, not for the worse, but for going into challenging areas then you 're still able to respond in a way where you feel empowered that you feel in control, and that is what 's important in birth it 's not about having this ideal end outcome for this ideal birth that you dreamt about. It's about having an experience that you feel that you're empowered in, that you chose, you had choices, that you're informed, and you're able to make decisions not from a place of fear, but from a place of calmness and information. And so that's why, for me, clearing fears is really, really important, because you're able to be a lot more with it on the day to be able to make a decision that you can live with in a positive way in your head because it's when you can't live with those decisions or you feel you know that it's not gone the right way that you weren't listened to that you were ignored that you weren't respected or all those things those kind of situations can really haunt a mum for a long time and can lead to things like postnatal depression can lead to things like Mum feeling that she's had a traumatic experience, and that is a cascade that is really we want to try and avoid. So this is really good preventative stuff that you can do to help stop anything like that from happening. And it's not a guarantee by any means, but it's certainly great to do as much as you can beforehand because you're the one that's going to get affected by this. So the responsibility really does lie with you to do what you can in advance, as preparation to help to protect you from all that kind of stuff happening to you. Now, the thing is, when we're fearful, it means also that we end up having to, like, arm ourselves with these coping mechanisms just to help us handle being fearful. So when we remove the fears, it means that we can actually get rid of the need to have all these coping mechanisms in place. And a lot of women spend a lot of their time preparing for birth, preparing, practicing coping mechanisms. Whereas if you spent that same time clearing your fears, then you wouldn't need a lot of these coping mechanisms in place. Does that make sense? So for me, I'm the kind of person that just prefers to go to the source, go to the juggler, go for the kill, just go for the thing that is creating all this stuff, rather than fanning about around the edges, trying to sort out the stuff that comes as a result of the stuff that's triggering it all. So for me... It's all very well-learning coping mechanisms, and I think they're very useful to have, and I wouldn't sort of say don't. However, if you're gonna spend a lot of time preparing for birth, why not clear your fears? Because then you probably won't need your coping mechanisms. So what is involved in fearless birthing? Well, it's really quite simple, actually. It's not complicated. It basically goes like this. Step one, identify your fears. Step two, clear each of your fears in turn. Um, and that is it. And so, but I'm sure you're gonna to wanna to hear a little bit more from even that. Now, when you've identified your fears, you probably will find that a lot of your fears arise simply from not being well enough informed about birth. And so that's why an important part of all this is to educate yourself about birth, you know, read some books, listen to podcasts like this, watch some YouTube videos to see some wonderful home births or water births or you know, lovely positive births and find out how it really can be. Learn about how your body is supported during birth, how your hormones help you. Learn how your body is built for this. You know, once you understand that actually you are built to birth a baby, your body was designed to do this, and how your body helps you during this process, a lot of your fears will simply slip away. But if you still have any fears after you've really educated yourself really well around birth, then it's probable that those fears are quite deep-rooted and need a little bit more attention. And that's where the fear clearance technique within fearless birthing comes in really useful. So for me, when I was writing out my fears, sure, I was reading about birth, but I had such a deep-rooted fear myself that I couldn't actually read the chapter in my book about birth. I had, you know, I've got all those books where it helps you out week by week and, and trimester by trimester and telling you what happens day by day to your baby and all that kind of stuff. And the minute I got to the page with the birth canal on it, I simply couldn't look at it without crying. I was properly terrified and I couldn't even put my finger on why I was feeling that way so for me there was a certain part of the educational piece that I just couldn't do because it freaked me out too much and so that's that's a clue that you've really got something a little bit deeper going on that needs more attention and so that's why this process really really worked well for me. Now, in doing a lot of the fear clearance work, you know, once you've identified your list of fears and let's say you've got 10 or something like that, you know, maybe haven't got that many and you you actively you know you do it you do the work then you in doing so you practice using the fear clearance technique and that's brilliant because that means you become more confident using it more familiar with it which means if you need to use it during birth then you have something that you're already familiar with using you're not trying to learn something on the day because that is certainly something I wouldn't advise you need to be practicing using this clearance technique Well in advance, and it might be that you do need to use it on the day. I certainly needed to use it on the day when I was at the crowning phase of my first birth. Birth slowed down suddenly, and we'd had two contractions, and baby still hadn't come out. And the midwife at that moment said to me, "If your baby doesn't come out in the next contraction, we're going to have to take you into hospital." And I remember thinking, "There's no frigging way I'm going to hospital," and I realised in that moment that I had a fear and I was really scared of the ring of fire, the pain from the ring of fire. If you don't know what the ring of fire is, it's basically that bit when the baby's head just pops through and you know, you're know, just thinking about it now, it just makes you think, oh I bet that hurts and that was the fear that was holding me back. So the minute I realised that I went straight into fear clearance mode and I cleared my fear of the pain of ring of fire and in the next contraction I had no fear hold me back and I pushed my baby straight out and she was born. And so that That is how the practice of using that technique beforehand really served me well in my birth. If I ended up having to go to hospital, I mean, who knows how that could have panned out in terms of my birth. But I was able to birth my baby safely at home because I could keep a lid on my, not a lid on my fears, but handle them and let them get cleared. So that's why this stuff's really, really important. Now, we've got a whole episode dedicated to exactly how you clear your fears. And that is in the podcast episode called How to Clear Your Fears, funnily enough. And I'll be linking to that in the podcast show notes for today's episode. And I'll also be releasing a three-part video training series showing you exactly how to do it. So I'll be doing it On camera, so that you can watch me doing it. So, really, there's going to be no excuse for you not to be able to clear your fears and prepare for birth. And if you want to sign up for that, then that again, the sign up for that is going to be within the podcast show notes for the episode for today. And you can find the show notes for today's episode at fearfreechildbirth.com forward slash fearless. Super simple, super simple. And the other thing is, I've you know, I've got some podcast listeners that have already been doing this, they've already dug out all the resources that I'm giving away totally for free, listen to the podcast, and they're getting on with clearing their fears. And they're finding this to be really, really useful, but also applying it in other areas of their life. And that is Another really great thing about this tool, you don't need to just use it. You don't have to just use it on fears. You can use it on all sorts of emotional triggers that are triggering you in your day-to-day life. And so that's where this can really come into its own because this is what I think really helped me with my first few months of parenting as well by getting rid of all my emotional triggers. Not all of them because we always have more, right? But identifying a lot of my own personal emotional triggers and working on those, then I was able to sort of ease that transition into parenthood, because believe me, parenthood is not easy. And we had an episode a few weeks back where I was chatting to Ellie Taylor all about the transition into parenthood and how you can prepare for that during pregnancy. And one of those things is maybe to identify your emotional triggers and start to get rid of some of those so that you're no longer triggered by your kids in the same way, because believe me, they will trigger you and they will push your buttons. So this technique can be used on those things too. Now, the next question I'm going to answer is this one, is how does fearless birthing differ to hypnobirthing? Now, before I sort of answer that question, I think it's probably worth just us all agreeing what hypnobirthing is because since it was conceived it's kind of evolved and so when it was first conceived you know it is very simplest it's using hypnotherapy or self-hypnosis to have a positive birth experience but now it's evolved and it's pretty much accepted as being a holistic approach to birth preparation which includes all sorts of really lovely things that obviously including the self-hypnosis for relaxation and fear release but also birth education partner involvement, partner education, breathing techniques positive affirmations. You know, there's lots of really great things there that can really help you to have a positive birth experience. But I'm going to just go back to the bit about fear clearance. The crucial difference between hypnobirthing and fearless birthing is the actual method used for the fear release or the fear clearance. Uh, I use the word fear release because that's used a lot for hypnobirthing. So fearless birthing does not use hypnosis or hypnotherapy, but uses a derivative of reflective repatterning, which has got a much more focused clearance action. And it works much deeper and it works deeper because it clears fears from mind. And body, whereas hypnosis works primarily on the mind. And so the reason it's able to clear from the body too is because it's using our energy system. I mentioned that it's an energy psychology technique, and that means it works with our energy system. And so when you work with the energy system, you're clearing stuff out of mind and body. And this is really important, especially for birth, because our body is a huge part of what's involved in birth, right? So let me just kind of explain a little bit why. For me, at least, I think it's really important to be able to clear your fears from your mind and your body. When you experience fear, you experience it in your mind by, you know, having all these voices in your head. You might be saying stuff to yourself. You might have images of the worst case scenario coming up. You know, there's lots going on in your head when it comes to experiencing fear. But you're also going to be experiencing it in your body. And so in your body, you might notice tension. You might notice a racing heartbeat. You might notice fast breathing, sickness in your stomach. Any number of these things could be happening to you. And because we're all different, it could be anything. It really could. And we're all unique. But when I think about when I was fearful about birth, what would happen to me is my legs would tighten around my thighs. And then I'd really want to cross my legs like really tight. And so, yeah, because I was basically, yeah, I was fearful of birth and I was closing off that part of my body because I was just so scared. So you can imagine how that fear would impact my birthing body if my legs had been crossed and tight during childbirth, there's no way that baby was going to come out without causing me excruciating pain. And so it was really important for me not to just persuade myself in my head that this wasn't a scary thing I needed to clear it out of my body because my body had that it had it within it that that was where I needed to clear it so this is why it's important we don't know where these emotions are living in our body when we experience them sometimes it's very obvious and we can feel it we can tell it's in our chest we can tell it's in our back our shoulders but sometimes it's not that obvious to us and so it's really important to do a thorough deep clean. And that's what I mean by working much deeper because it literally reaches into your body and clears your emotions from mind and body. So I hope that that explains why this is such an important, why I think this is such a great way of clearing fears, especially when it comes to birth prep. Now when Lisa shared her story on the podcast last week one of the things she said was that she didn't get on with hypnobirthing and that it annoyed her. Now I decided to probe her a little bit about this after the chat I had with her last week and she was happy for me to share what she said so just have a listen to what Lisa her own opinion about why she didn't feel hypnobirthing was working for her.
2: And I think I think I've heard it said before about the hypnobirthing and how it's a bit irritating that it's kind of oh you know it's not going to hurt and you know it's it's just going to be uncomfortable you know mind your language and all that that just irritated me i don't know why i just sort of thought no tell me the truth tell me it will hurt but tell me that it's brilliant pain and i don't know i i think rr is much more honest it sort of embraces it rather than denying it's there that was the key difference for me i think really yeah, it's almost a bit positive psychology essay. Like, oh, just think positive and just, you can't use this word and that word and everything will be fine. And it's like like you say, it goes deeper than that. So actually, you know, fully embracing the shadow, so to speak yeah, of like... Yeah, dark and the, <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: it's like, let's bring out the darkness, but turn it, you know, bring some light to it. And that, I think that's what, again, RR mm. does, is brings a lovely new perspective on... But
1: well, I think by getting rid of your... The negative emotions that you have around something, you're able to embrace yeah. it in its entirety, and actually, in pain, in anything, there is enormous power. Yeah. And so, if you can yeah. embrace it and ride the wave of whatever's creating that pain, and actually, it's mm-hmm. not really pain; it's intensity. It feels powerful, mm-hmm. yeah. but if you can capture it rather than deny yourself any of it, it's yeah. it, it can really. I mean, yeah, and it sounds to me, you know, like my recent birth was incredibly fast. And so was yours. And I think, you know, if you tap into that power, it can really squeeze baby out in two shots, you know.
2: Absolutely.
1: So essentially, she feels that hypnobirthing tries to avoid or deny some aspects of birth by remaining things or using positive thinking, rather than maybe being honest and embracing all aspects of birth as they are. And one thing that Lisa alluded to as well was that hypnobirthing tries to use positive psychology in a way that doesn't feel honest. At least that's how it felt for her. And so, you know, one thing that you hear a lot is that we shouldn't be using words like contractions or pain. Because obviously, if you're scared of pain, hearing the word pain is going to trigger that fear. But if you clear your fear of pain, then you will no longer be triggered by hearing that word. And so that's why it's important to clear fears directly at the root cause, because then you have changed how you're responding to the world as it currently is, rather than trying to get everybody else to change to make up for your own personal triggers. Now that's not to say that there isn't a lot that we can learn from some of these principles about changing language, because actually a lot of women do go into birth with these fears, so it's particularly helpful for birthing professionals that might be present at the birth, such as doulas or midwives, to be mindful of their language in the presence of birthing women, because this can really help mama massively on the day. But what I'm talking about here is you. I'm talking about how you can take control of your birth, how you can claim the power back, because Trying to change everybody else is really super stressful and takes a lot of time. It's much quicker and easier to change ourselves. And that's what's really important here. It's about you feeling completely empowered about your birth, not ensuring that other people have got to do things your way, because you will never be able to guarantee that everybody toes the line and does it your way. And that will only lead to challenges and problems. When things don't go your way, that's when you you get triggered. That's when things start not feeling great for you. Whereas if you don't really care how other people are, because you're no longer triggered like that, you're much better able to stay in a really calm, place which is going to be so much better for you and your baby. Now when I spoke to Lisa she talks a lot about the audios I sent her and those audios the fearless birthing meditations are basically me going through the fear and clearance process and just recording it. It's what I do when I went with my clients and it's what I did to clear my own fears and if you follow the fear clearance process it's exactly the same. I just identified the fears and then I cleared them one by one and I recorded it that's it. And so some of the things I've tackled that she was referring to are things like the fear of pain, the fear of loss of dignity, being exposed and being vulnerable um, and weeing and pooing all over the place. And so whether you clear your fears yourself or have someone do it for you or listen to a fearless birthing meditation, the results are the same. Now here's Lisa telling us how it worked for her.
2: It may well have been within the audio that you sent me, actually, about sort of, because I, I, if I remember rightly, it's, some of it was quite gory sort of details in places, was it? I, 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 <laughs> I do have fun with them. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's good, because, you know, that's what we're all thinking, yeah. isn't it? Not necessarily saying but that that was all my fear of being sick, pooing, weeing, all of that. Um, and I think I've got to the mindset of just thinking <laughs> what happens and the midwives are all going to be used to it because several thousand women before me will have done yeah. that so it's nothing on them so why is it anything to me i can't help what my body does when i'm in that state. and it, it's only going to do what it's supposed to do and what it needs to do
1: and you know so it's all, all for a natural good cause. absolutely absolutely and it's nothing they've not seen before so yeah we just got to get over ourselves haven't we
2: yeah i think i very much had that mentality by the end oh you know um even now because i've have to sort of occasionally go for examinations because i've had a few issues post birth um i'm just like you know another person examined me fine go for it you know i've just lost all my inhibitions really it's just like well you know just necessity and kind of yeah you just i don't know just seem to have lost all that sort of addiction of it all really it's just it's it feels natural i guess that's why it just feels like it's nature and we should embrace it rather than feel embarrassed of it
1: i also asked lisa how she felt that all that fear clearance work helped her in you know in birth like in the moments of birth like when she had to push and here's what she said
2: saying to me just push as hard as you you can and then." Um, <laughs> I think I was just very like, oh, yeah, you know, I've got nothing to lose. And, you know, I just every push means a step closer to meeting little ones. So, yeah, I'll just push with all my might. Like, it doesn't matter if yeah. it hurts. And I couldn't have imagined
1: being like that.
2: So, yeah. That's interesting, so, actually,
1: because in my in my yeah in my second birth, when I used every contraction, during every contraction, I just pushed. like, And I, um, and actually what I was trying to do was pull on the floor. I used the same muscles to just... <laughs> go for it because I didn't have fear of pooing on the floor which I think a lot of women have got that fear of just weeing and pooing everywhere and so they hold they hold in a little bit don't they and they maybe don't push whereas every contraction I was like right okay I've got to put this is my time to push I'm just going to go for it and and that's what I did and I'm sure that she came out so quick because I was basically riding every contraction and pushing without any fear of making a mess or losing my dignity or you know so having worked on all those fears using rr i didn't have them so she came out super quick and it sounds to me like you just kind of went for the pushing in the same way
2: yeah i think i didn't have to do it for very long at all because it was so fast but yeah i think i i was kind of like right i'm gonna give it everything (laughs) everything i've got and i I think like you is kind of not fearful of of the indignity of possibly you know (laughs) pooing
1: (laughs) away. sounds terrible talking about it but it's it's true i think a lot of women those are their fears it's us it is of losing control it is of screaming uncontrollably saying those whatever Mm. they they don't know what's going to come out of their mouth they don't want to they don't want their husband to see them like that they don't want you know whatever it is that that kind of thing that might be holding back their primal urges that they don't kind of unleash it in the birthing moment which actually that's exactly what they need to do. Well I hope that listening to Lisa sharing her perspective on her own birth story and how using fearless birthing worked for her has helped you to understand fearless birthing a little bit better. Now, of course, all of the links that I've shared to you today are all going to be in the show notes for today's episode at fearfreechildbirth forward slash fearless. And that includes a link to the podcast episode that talks you through exactly how you can clear your fears. But also if you want to sign up for the free video training series that will be available soon. I've had some people emailing me asking me when it's going to be ready. And I am desperately trying to do this, but I've got this such a huge tech fail at the moment. My laptops, no, my desktops died. I'm ill, so filming videos when I've got a major tech issue is a nightmare. So believe me, the minute things are back to normal, I will be filming that. So it literally, will be out within weeks. So I know I've got a lady that's emailed me said I'm due in January. And I really want to do this. Um, I am thinking of it. You are mot- you are my main motivating force. So I am going to be launching that soon. so If you want to be on the waiting list, then there'll be a li- uh, a sign up box in the podcast show notes for today's episode at fearfreechildbirth.com forward slash fearless. Only a few more episodes to go. I haven't quite decided whether it's going to be a 40 week season or a 41 week season because we just don't know when babies are actually going to be born, do we? It's all going to be a big surprise. So stay tuned and I'll see you next time on the Fear Free
0: Childbirth podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in. You've just been listening to Alexia Leachman from the Fear Free Childbirth podcast. If you enjoyed the show, she'd really love it if you left a review on iTunes or Stitcher or shared it with a friend. And don't forget, to get a free chapter from her book, head over to fearfreechildbirth.com to get your copy, as well as finding other episodes in this podcast and more about how Alexia can help you with pregnancy and birth preparation coaching. Until next time.